Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Sports. E.T. Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports Talk. All I know is sports. E.T. Sports Talk. Talk about some sports. Yeah. Sports Talk. All we know is sports. E.T. Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports talk, all I know is sports, yeah, DT sports talk, yeah. go we no talk sweet. sports, scheme, touchdown every time I score, I'm in the zone like 2-3, hustle hard like Nipsey, bring the corners back, Jalen Ramsey, in the trees like a Jaguar, but I switch it up, I'm an Aries, I ram it, chilling in the clouds with some angels I met in Los Angeles, run through it, I'm a tight end, Derrick Henry, yeah. I'll forever be legendary, rep, rest in peace to Kobe, LeBron James, you can't coach me, bring life to the game like MJ, then I get bored like Capella, and transform it like Steph Curry, I'ma make a splash, go K, the K stands for play, started getting rings like Vince, so they gave the trophy my name, man I'm cold like Lambo, it get messy when I kick it like Ronaldo or Neymar, either you going home or going hard, this sports talk with DC. No sleep. Whoa! What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, man? It's America's favorite cousins in the DJ Spritz on. And on Tuesday, I'm locked in with Sports Talk DT, live on IFM Sports Radio. It's with who I'm Hey, Castro, go crazy. Yeah, so we gone. Stop, we good. Stop, chill. We on. Chill. Scale, huh. let's go. Let's go. Domingo, huh. let's go. Domingo. Take, huh. let's go. Huh. Set, huh. let's roll. Straightening, straightening, straightening. Yeah, straight, straightening, straightening, straightening. Yeah, straight. Don't nothing get strained but straightening. Don't nothing get strained but straightening. Don't nothing get strained but straightening. You don't get shit straight, you don't straighten it. Nah. In this gang, sit back, be patient. Gang. Niggas act like the gang went vacant. Huh? Niggas act like some been taken. Took what? Ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening. Been kicking shit, popping out daily. Go. On the island, it's a movie I'm making. I'm counting the narrows with Robert De Niro. He telling them that you're amazing. Hey. Put that shit on. Shit on. Nigga, get shit on. shit on. I bought two whips and I put my bitch on. Dirt. She put this wrist on. Rich. She fat the wrist, said it went rich and meal prone. Turn a pandemic into a pandemic, you know that's the shit that we on yes, sir. Them niggas gon' pull up and L at the shit that's together, won't fuck with you home fuck. Uh-uh, I don't do the fake kicking no. There go a rocket is taking it Ooh. It's a problem with feuding, we straightening it Straight. Swap out the cap with a demon in it ah. Upgrade the band up with fiends in it Ooh. I got some shooters you seen with me We're running shit back, I just seen tenant Whoa. We gonna get straight Straightening, straightening, straightening Yeah, straightening, straightening, straightening Yeah, Straight. don't nothing get straightened but straightening hey. Don't nothing get yeah, we good. We good for now. Yo. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy ESPN from the hood, a.k.a. LeVar Boss. And you got some better know that. Sports Talk DC. And we are live here with another episode of Sports Talk with DT and Dave, and I got the whole game with us tonight. We are live in Studio 6-7 right here in the heart of the city, down uh, Pontiac. And what's going on, Sports Talk, Dave? What's the word, Brother D? You all right? Man, I'm sitting here with D-Boy chilling. We about to do this thing, you know, get into this hot topic. So without further ado, what up, D-Boy? Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? So, Dennis, let's get into it, man. It's time to go, man. We ain't done enough talking. Let's do it. Man, we're talking about the knowledge at the palace, man, and the phone lines is open, man. You can hit these lines right now, 515-605-9898. Definitely got to give a shout-out to America's favorite cousin, DJ Spit on the ones and twos, making it happen for his ace. So, Dave, talk to me, man. Listen, man, you know, y'all said some interesting things on that topic that you put up the, uh, 
you know, the first uh, part you were talking about it. But, man, watching that documentary, man, uh, you know, shout out to Steven Jackson. First of all, man, that brother keeps it real 100 regardless of what the situation is. And that's my guy right there. But still, you know, you got to understand that Malice in the Palace, it opened a lot of stuff that people did not know about. First of all, it exposed some stuff that really should have been exposed back when this happened. The, the Malice the Palace, the fight, the brawl, all of this stuff would not have happened if the city of Auburn Hills Police Department and the palace security was in place in the proper in the proper areas. It was only three cops on the site, and it was, what, 12, 12 security officers for a full full stadium of fans with a heated rivalry. You knew that wasn't going to happen. That was, that, was a, that was a formula for trouble, bro. D-Boy, what, what, what you got on that? I mean, yeah, that that's the truth. Like, how do you expect to be able to control a wild crowd of of a sports team that's been fired up and waiting for this for weeks to happen, and then you only got a small amount of time? Man, I'm going to get into the meat of this conversation, man. Y'all boys getting on Nancy with it, man. Jamal Tinsley instigated the whole thing. I'm gonna, I mean, let's just start the conversation off raw. I mean, that's true. We ain't got that far yet.
show their superiority. They show what they've done from the year before. All the thing they did is when they got Steve Jackson and they brought back the player roster. And Steve Jackson was making a major difference, bro. Come on now. All right, all right, all right. I think I think I, I think Steve Jackson just brought the dogs out of them. That's about it. But Fires winning the uh, a, a seven game series, I don't think they would have got. I agree. I, you I know, agree. just to I, give I, them, I just to give them the benefit of the doubt, I'll say I'll give them the opportunity to say, yeah, push it to seven games. But four games at home, the pitch is not going to lose. But I it, it, at that year, it would have been. Four two in the play, in the Eastern Conference Finals, Detroit Pistons would have took it home. I mean, but ultimately, I mean, but ultimately, I mean, we talking basketball, but let's get back to to, to the meat of the of the event. We understand the push on Ben Wallace. Some say the event was over. The players kind of broke it up themselves. You know, what I mean, you can we can agree or agree to disagree on that. But I think personally, the whole thing escalated. When Ron Artest laid on the Pistons score table before the before the very even was thrown, anything, the icing on the cake was Artest laying to me was Artest laying on the score table, and this why I say, and this why I say that this was the icing on the cake because after after the a scruff, a scuffle a, a push back and forth whatever you want to call it, you don't you you don't go lay on your opponent's score table you not you not in Contico Fieldhouse. Right, which is true, and 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 I believe like that would by Ron Artest going to lay on the on the opponent on the opponent's table exactly, and uh, and after a butt kicking, so you basically saying that you're the king over here and we're nothing. So with the fans, the fans was upset about that just as well as the players. So of course you gave the the fans an opportunity to get at you. So yeah. That was the icing of the cake to get everything started from from the floor to the table and to the fans mm-hmm. and to the crowd. So, yeah.
Now, if you really want to go back to get to get back, like you said, somebody should have knocked uh, Jamal Kinsley on his ass in the first couple minutes of the game and, and just wake up. Because, like you said, you had no business telling Ryan Arquette that you can go get your leg back. Like, hey, like Steve Jackson is said. Is y'all grown? Is y'all a little kid? That's little kid stuff. That's junior high stuff. He don't need no battery in his back because he already charged up. Right, so you going to go tell a crazy dude. That's what's like, man, come on, man. That, yeah, there's so many people to blame. And just like, like the player said, the NBA has to protect their image, so they went after the players. Exactly. But I'm telling you, I'm here. You know I'm a diehard Pistons fan. But I'm telling you, this year, this year that all these people, if Ryan Artest didn't get suspended for the whole season, Steve Jackson didn't miss that much time, and Jermaine O'Neal didn't win that time, it's, it, it's, I, I guarantee it's a seven-game series. And I honestly think that this year that the Pistons would have lost in seven games. Uh, I can't say that they would have lost in seven games. I just believe that it would have been, I mean, no. The Pistons would have lost that. Pistons would have lost at all. They had just went right back to the finals and lost to San Antonio Spurs, so they, so they still was the best team in the Eastern Conference. By the fault. It's not by the fault. It by is by the fault. Dog, it's, it's by the fault. You have the okay. top dudes on the opposing team that can clearly beat you. They just at home, and now you take away yeah, the top two players. Regular season is regular season, and playoffs is playoffs, man. You know that, man. Yeah, the Pistons were the Pistons were still the dogs of the Eastern Conference in the playoffs in 05. The Indiana Pacers would have met up with Detroit in the Eastern Conference Finals in 05 and lost again. You can't blame that. You can't blame the Malice, uh, you can't blame the Malice and the Palace on Indiana Pacers debacle. Or talent. I mean, I mean, they reacted in the way that they reacted. Did whether right or wrong. So they they were. They were the thinkers of their own shit. I, I still agree. I mean, well, I agree the most that they were probably taking was for a seven-game series, but I think the Pistons would have gotten it. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Y'all not watching what I'm watching. Y'all not looking at it like I'm looking at it. These cats just, with all the full roster, both teams that full roster, am I right or wrong? Right. And the battles of the powers went down. Am I right or wrong? That's right. true. That's true. Nobody was injured. No. Nobody missed the game. No, no, no. Okay. We so got a comment that coming in. We got a comment that coming in saying that Indiana would have lost to Miami as well that year. Uh, they had Wade and not gotten hurt in that series. Miami would have won. Too fast. Huh, what is y'all smoking? <laughs> <laughs> Is y'all speaking what I'm saying? Listen, man, y'all not understanding. This, this, at this point in time, in Minnesota College, Indiana was up 15-plus points. In the regular season. I don't care. It was 15-plus points, bro. Come on now. Well, well you know. Both teams, both teams, top two defensive teams in the league, they tell them to say it's an equal same amount of what they, what they met the, the year before. The only difference is they got people back to this year in Indiana. And they got that, they handed the pistol they had on their own floor. Well, Portland Trailblazers back then, well, you know, they looked pretty good on paper. I'm just talking about Indiana Detroit. You, you said Miami irrelevant too, because Miami would have got their ass in by one of these two teams on the playoffs. Yeah, but you 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 saying like far as Indiana, you saying like uh, with both teams roster to roster, Indiana was a better built team than and then Detroit. That's the reason why I said, like... No, uh, I didn't say it was out built. I said they played better. On this guy. Yeah, they played better. So, 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 so in a, in a, in a, in a seven-game series, you know, they would have got a game or two. I, I, it would have went seven games because all the team, it would have went down to that seventh game. It would have went to the execution. And it would you know, in certain, certain forms and stuff like that, when you do what you do in the playoffs, it's about who wants it more. It's not about S and O's no more. Fact. That's my it's point. It's not about S and O's. That's my point. That team and the other team wanted it more. Hey, yo, yo, yo. We got a live caller from Atlanta, the 770 area code. You live with the sports talk team. What's going on? What's cracking with you, big dog? What's going on? Who is this? Man, this is Bruce Bruce, man, from the ATL. Big dog fan, big heat fan, big Miami Hurricane fan. What's going on, man? Talk to me. What's good, man? What you got to say on the Malice and the Prowlers? Well, I was trying to listen in to the conversation, but I want to know, like, where we dictating from because I, I heard a little bit about that Indiana-Detroit. 
Oh, man, we just sitting here talking about the models of the palace, the documentary on Netflix, man. We just sitting up here talking about it, analyzing it. And really, we just getting into the debate of what team probably would have been better at full strength. That's where the conversation was going to, but we're really talking about the Malice and Palace documentary. So, so do you remember that game at yeah, the Malice and the Palace? The Mavs and who else? No, the Malice and the Palace when Indiana, when Indiana and the Pistons got into that big fight. Do you remember that game? Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, so how, how, what's your take on it? How, how you feel about that game? Uh, the better team didn't win. The better team didn't win that game. It came down to the X's and O's, the execution, and, and, and that's what Detroit always been known for when they come around and when they have a, a playoff, a, a championship caliber team, they're gonna, it's going to always be rough balls. They known for that. The NBA knows that, so when the, when the Pistons have a good team, they allow things to be done that can cause, you know, discrepancies in the game today because the game today is soft. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, but I'm look, we looking at it as, you know, what really what really was the source of the the, the brawl as it is, and you know, a lot of things factored into the brawl. Um, Jamal Tinsley was pushing the button on uh, Rod Artest. The score at the time and, and the place, um, the history between the two teams the year before. So, yeah, a lot of stuff came into it. We were just analyzing the ball, and, 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 you know, just basically we were looking at the teams. And, you know, my point is that with the addition of Steven Jackson and the way the uh, team was playing, it, 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 you know, they were playing better at that time. I think they played better together that season. But my my counterparts believe that the Pistons would have won in the seven game series. Granted, they do believe it would have went seven. We all believe it would have won seven game series. And we just trying to make sure yeah. you know we we're looking at it. Like I said, I was I fought Auburn Hills Police Department and I fought the Palace uh, Security Department because they were not adequately uh, staffed for that. Right. Well, we can say that it wasn't staffed right and properly. But we have never seen that in no sports. No professional sports where uh, uh, all our brawl happens and it starts breaking out all into the stands. We haven't seen that before. So saying that we we should be properly staffed and how it could have been done is the changes that they made it now in the game. And when you go to a game now, you see that it's overstaffed and they're prepared just because of that. But uh, I, I believe it would have won the six games. I believe it would have won the six games because at the time, the way Indiana was playing, uh, O'Neal, Jermaine O'Neal, they're coming back with the other big fella, man, and Steven Jackson with the attitude. Not, and he was, he was on, he was on fire in the playoffs then. He was, he was, he was getting more than he, than he normally did. Hey, so let me so let me ask you this: the Indiana Pacers felt from 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 on the documentary they felt like that the malice at the palace costed them a chance to win the title. Do you do you agree or disagree with that statement? Yes, I I definitely agree with it. I definitely agree with. It. Okay, you 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 only had two guys that was a part of that organization that was really from the streets. So you got Steven Jackson and you got Ron Artest. Now, we all know when you when you a high caliber sports player from when you, from little league, favoritism is gonna be shown to you. AA especially in AAU. So with all the different uh, AAU tournaments and all that going on around the, around the country, so before they even hit college, you know the favoritism, the way they treat you. So a lot of these guys, uh, when their names started getting thrown under the bus, you know, it affected their game because they it, it, it wasn't their character. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm going to fight for my brother. You feel me? We've been drilled in our heads since Little League. You know, look, you, it's A. Hey, don't let nobody push your teammate down. You know what I'm saying? And don't let him get back up by himself. Go over there and help him up. 
Stick up for each other. Y'all brothers, this is a team. This is a family. That's what you've been hearing and been drilled in since you've been six years old playing ball. So naturally, that's going to be your reaction. But your character, though, you know what I'm saying, the integrity that you hold in that organization around the league, uh, in the communities that, you know, in your in your nonprofit that you give back to, you know, so a lot of those guys are mentally out of it. And it shows. So was was Jermaine O'Neal the assumed leader of that Pacers team? No. Or was it still Reggie Miller's team? That was still Rick Reggie's team. So that was still Reggie's team. How do you feel about how do you feel about Jamal mm-hmm. Tinsley though? Again, I stated this earlier in the show. Telling Ron Artest, you can go get your licks back which I stated that I felt that that started the whole thing. <coughs> well, excuse me, coming from uh, coming from where I come from, you always got to get your lick back. You always don't want to get your lick back. So, <laughs> so Tinsley showed something that America didn't see in him. Like, cause, you know, Tinsley only beat up a couple years now. So, him telling Ron Artez, get your lick back, that all Ron Artez really need to hear, that I got one man that going to go with you. <laughs> I don't need nobody, but since I got the, I got the full general behind me, I got to go. I know they got my back. I ain't got to do nothing. He said that's the main reason why they on the score table. Because he said he knew them cats had his back. Why? He didn't have to do nothing. Hey, ATL, we got to pay some bills real quick. So we're going to be right back on ISM Sports Radio with more about the Malice at the Palace. Let's go. What's happening, what's happening, what's happening, man? It's America's favorite cousins in the DJ Chris on. And on Tuesday, I'm locked in with Sports Talk DT, live on IFM Sports Radio. It's with Ooh, I'm
like carrier. Link up with gang like what's the word? Pull up skirt, switching lanes might jump the curve. Hey yeah, bitch, I'm really him. Put that on fast, fuck what you heard. Got three fifties, that's one fifty. Ain't no limit, I'll fuck with her. Look here, turn grown man, we come from cribs dysfunctional. Have seen feet. You doing it like that. We share, we transfer with our fans. Here we go. Yo, 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 we are back on IFM Sports Radio. We talking more. Now that that's the college, it's your boy, Sports Talk DT. I got Sports Talk D-Boy with me. Yo, 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 yo. I mean, I got the man behind the camera, man. He actually the second man team member. Sports Talk Day, what's going on? What's poppin', y'all? Y'all yeah. good? Y'all ready? Let's get back into the discussion, yo. Man, and this show, this show tonight was definitely sponsored by Studio Six Seven, where music and beauty come together. Check them out. One six four zero North Perry Street in the city of Pontiac, Michigan. One six four zero North Perry Street in the city of Pontiac, Michigan. Studio Six Seven is tonight's sponsor, where music and beauty come together. So let's go, sports talk game. Uh, let's kind of, let's really get busy. Was the suspension fixed? Was all of the suspensions, let me yeah. answer that question with this. I've always been taught in sports or in, in life, period, to get somewhere or to do something, to get something you've never gotten before. You have to do things differently to get there. This is an unprecedented situation. They have never had a, 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 a fight of this magnitude in the NBA up until this point. So they started there what he thought was best, which, looking back, hindsight, you might change a couple of things, but at the time, no, it wasn't It wasn't wrong because y'all was wrong. Basically, it's what he said, y'all were wrong. And then the open prosecutor did what he was supposed to do, which was he prosecuted people for, for the acts of the violations of the law, assault, uh you know, all of the things that they did. Like my man in the documentary, and I got to point this out, man. I really just got to David Corsica. My man want to play big. Man, he, I walked on the court, and he hit me, and they made it all my fault. Nigga, it was your fault. First of all, you should have walked, oh, yeah. walked your behind depend. on the court. Second of all, you had your fist balled up. Absolutely. This man has been in an altercation with other players. So what do you think he's going to do? And other fans. Right. When he sees somebody walk upon him with fists, and the way you walked up on him was like he was going to attack you. Yeah, he's going to put you on your behind. And Jermaine O'Neal only did what he, what a teammate would do. See, your boy in trouble, he's coming to the rescue. So, no, I don't fault R.I.R. Kessler, nor do I fault Jermaine O'Neal. For, I mean, not, yeah, I don't. for that situation. Now, running your ass up in the stands, yeah, I fault you for that for kind of, kind of, for this reason and this reason only. Because, like I said before, I'm not going to contradict myself. Because if somebody hit me with a beer, somebody hit me with, yeah, I'm going to react the same way. But, Somewhat to a certain line, athletes. We athletes have to watch yourself. When you're in the sports world, when you're in the political world, when you're in the, you have to watch yourself. Yes, you're a human being. Yes, you have emotions and stuff like that. But they, for whatever reason, society acts like you are supposed to be numb to being a human being when you're doing your quote unquote job, which is playing sports or whatever the case may be. Product test acted like a human being, acted like anybody else would have acted. If you would have hit them with, if you hit the average person with a beer or throw something on, they would react that way. And you know that. Everybody knows that. Anybody saying I wouldn't have done that, why? Well, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I don't think that Jermaine O'Neal was really part of the problem. I think he was more so frustrated at the event. Because Jermaine O'Neal, if you think about it, at that time, Jermaine O'Neal was just strictly a winner. You know, he had changed his whole mindset from when he was a Portland Trailblazer to he became an Indiana Pacer. He had really had worked on getting his body bigger. You know, his mindset was, was totally different. He already had a year uh, with playing with Reggie. So he was, he, he was, to me, he was just still, he really focused on winning. You know, and he felt like, even he mentioned in their doc, he felt like that this was it. We got Austin, one of the best interior uh, defenders and one of the best perimeter defenders. So all we got to do is make it work. You know, so I'm saying this to say that. He was fed up at the event. So so when our test swung on my man on the court, of course he, his natural instinct is to protect his teammate. But he was a winner. Like, I, I don't believe Reggie Miller. Not, not that was, you know. I don't think Reggie Miller would have got involved if he was in a jersey. So that's just my personal opinion about it. I don't think Reggie Miller would have got involved if he was in a jersey. So that's just my personal opinion about it. I don't think Reggie Miller would have got involved if he was in a jersey
you went down for your boys like you should have been. I don't think I don't think you would have got involved with that. Realistically, there's only two cats or uh, three cats on Indiana at that time. And I really think one of them would have done anything. Like Stephen Jackson said, cats in the NBA that were going had to be some disrespectful shit to go down. And the only reason why that stuff escalated to where it did was punches were actually found is because my man hit him with that beer. And my man, Oakland County uh, the prosecutor, the I, I give him all the credit in the world because he did not back down the pressure. He identified the cup thrower himself. He identified, he said, I know that cat. And it's fresh charges. So, so Sports Talk D-Boy, was all of the games and all of the charges being heard in your opinion? My opinion was too harsh. Uh, uh, really, too harsh on the um, they're too harsh on the players, and not harsh enough on the fans. You know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take a little bit deeper. All right. Please get an explanation on this, but I'm not arguing the fact that you wrote. I just want to know your mindset because I felt like Corsica went after the people that they got identified. See, like my man is through the chair. They got him for assault, bro. Right, but what was at the end? What was they total charges though? He died for assault with a weapon. And what did they come up with? Community service. He came up with community service. All, all of them did. They, everybody, 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 everybody got sued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't on court. That wasn't on court because I was on the court. Well, handle it. So he could, he could prosecute. He could, he could. No, could have held it up and started walking away. No, he don't get the final decision, but he can force as far as he wants to. And, and I hate to take it this far, but I'm just going to put it in there, and I'm not going to go that far with it. But what what if, you know, like, that was that was like a pat on the hand, right? So, like, these guys, were, you know, they millionaires and all this and that, but yet still, they were the victims. And, and these guys got black balls to spend for 25, 30 games out of the season. You got 80 games. But that came from you know the NBA, saying? bro. That had nothing to do with the Oakland Thomas here. No, I'm just saying it was unprecedented time. It was still too harsh on the players. It was so, a so, so that goes that, and, and that that still stems from all the way back from from this time. So we looking at it from now, though. Well, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. That stems all the way back from there, from then, maybe even a little back. But just to bring up, remember how um, uh, earlier this season when uh, Draymond Green and somebody else was saying like. Who who's there to protect the players? Right. You see what I'm well, saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so when you came down, or, or David Stern, when you came down with 25 games, 30 games, and so many thousand dollars of fines and all this and that, that was a little too hard. Okay, if you gave him 30,000, I believe you could have gave him 15,000. You gave him 30, uh, 30 games. What about 15 to 20? Let me ask you this. What did he have to go on? It's on our side. This is what we did, too. So back then... Like, like this. let me ask you this. Like, like, like they said, go by frame by frame. Yo, 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 man, we got Quincy on the line, and you are live with the sports talk team. What's going on, Quincy? What's up? What's going on, man? We talking Malice at the Palace, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on that event? Did you see the documentary? I saw the documentary, but I was there the night it happened working. Oh, you was so... there, man. So now my position, I was in the back with the players. I was always with the players. So at five minutes, we closed the back off from everybody. So we looked and we said, this don't look right. We were getting our ass whipped. We were like, okay, this is going to be a quick, easy night. They're going to get on the bus. We go home, everybody happy. We all of a sudden seen Ron lay on the table. We all went, and what people don't understand with security, we're in a effed-up situation because you touch a player and you hurt him, that's five, six, seven, eight million dollars sitting on the bench. You grab a fan, the fan is now wanting to sue you and the palace and the organization. So we were stuck. We didn't know what to do. We so, it was there. So, so, so when when he went in the so stand, Quincy, I'm everybody. Di- I'm asking you a direct question, Quincy. I'm actually, I'm asking a direct question. Um, a lot of people stated that the security was nowhere to be found and was basically not doing the job when the event jumped off. As you being a security Lies. guard that night, what is your response to that? Lies. 
Well, you properly staffed. Everybody, that night. everybody. Well, hey, yes. Hey, hey. Hold on, let you me never properly. Well, you properly staffed. You're never that properly staffed. You're never properly staffed for twenty thousand people. That's just and that's just reality. But everybody was where they were supposed to be, and yeah, at yeah. that time. There's a protocol that we had at the palace at certain times of the quarter. Everybody went to diverse to get people out of the the arena quickly, nicely. So people were strategically put where they needed to be. There's always security behind the bench, in the tunnels, and at courtside. So we were there. It was just people getting there, and you got people trickling down from up top trying to be involved. That had nothing to do with it. So you're fighting through that to get to where it was. Now, now, Chrissy, um, um, in, in interviewing with a couple of Detroit Piston dancers, um, that was that dance that night, stated that you guys had them locked away in a, in a uh, secluded in a room for like two or three hours, and they couldn't move. Like, um, what is your response to that? People were secluded everywhere. It was for their safety because we didn't know what was going on. We were getting threats called back in. Auburn Hills, once they had it under control, exactly what happened is once we locked down, we kept our players in the locker room. I'll be honest with you, that event ended at about 945, 940, 950-ish. I did not leave and get home to my family until 630, 7 o'clock that morning. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I had I had to write. I had firsthand because I was there. I touched Jermaine O'Neal when he slipped and almost took that boy head off. I grabbed Jermaine and he looked at. Me. Yeah, I looked at him. His words to me was, "All right, big fella, get me out of here." We got Jermaine to the. I got Jermaine in the locker room. I literally had to stand there with Jamal Tinsley about to go heads up because he's trying to go back out on the court. Talking about I'm from Brooklyn, dog, you in Detroit. This ain't Brooklyn. Go on back in the locker room. We went. Oh. Y'all don't. Nobody seen all Are that. Are you on the dock? You the security guard huh? on the dock in the locker room? I've been at, I was on the documentary, the locker room, the floor. Yeah. And yeah, I was. <laughs> The scuffle, yeah, the, scuffle I, I, at the, the scuffle at the end. He kept saying, "Go on, bro. Yes, go on, I, bro. Go on, bro. I got, I got, <laughs> I got shit poured all over me. I went in dry. I came out. I had beer, popcorn, pop, chairs, everything. But like Dave said, they they went through it, and they scrutinized every one of us. Every one of us heard it all. We all had to sit down. I literally, personally, had to write a letter of what happened for our lawyer, Indiana's lawyer, Indiana's president, Mr. Dumars, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Davidson for the NBA, for Rod Stern, I mean, David Stern, and for everybody. I had to fly to New York and talk to them on what happened. Yeah. Wow. It was not, it wasn't what they just showed y'all, that it was just a big chaos and nobody did nothing. We were caught in the middle. We didn't know what to do. Like I said, you grab a player and you hurt him. I grabbed Jermaine the wrong way to move him or something, and I dislocate something. That's $10, 12000000 million sitting on the bench, now Indiana's pissed. I go grab this fan to prevent him from getting hurt, but he say, oh, he broke my arm. Now I'm suing him and I'm suing the Palace. So we were stuck. We didn't know what to do. There's no protocol for it. So it, it, wow. looking at the documentary and – yeah, people don't know that aspect that there's no there's that that very fine line of player and now me personally, the NBA is I understand you all about money, but the problem is you got these fans too close to the players. Exactly, I, I, that's, uh, uh, brother Quincy, this this sports talk D boy, you know that's what I, um, me and Dave and uh, DT were just talking about a few seconds ago. About like um, I would that's that was one of the things I was saying about the players need to be protected and stuff like that because of the, because for one because of um, the the statement that you just made about uh, they they can't get hurt you know because like you said twelve million dollars a year sitting on the bench now 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 they looking at it as far as that's a uh, that could hurt them in the playoffs or making their playoff yeah. runs or whatever you know so. So you know, so like a lot of times, like these documentaries and stuff like that, you can't, you gotta sometimes read between the lines because you know most of this is just for Hollywood anyway. 
So it's gonna make exactly. it's gonna make people like you look like the bad guys. You know what I mean? Now the funny thing is, when they came in that night, it was just a different feeling in the whole building. Like I said, I was in the back, and I knew every one of our players. You know what I'm saying? I knew all of our players, our players' wives, girlfriends, agents, and all. And it's just the way they came in that night. And like Dave said, they were the team to beat, and they knew that they could come in Detroit, and they had to lay their claim. Now, honestly, would they beat us in a seven-game series? No. They got lucky that night. It was an off night. And people don't know, the little boy made a statement to Jermaine O'Neal to why Jermaine almost hit him. Oh, so that's what it was. Yeah, see, see, Jermaine had a see. Jermaine had a stillborn child, and the little boy knew it. Those same young man that ran on the court with that, we had just had a problem with before because they had taken a Houston Rocket flag and was holding it over the tunnel, messing with Yao Ming, making racial statements to him. And everybody know Yao Ming is over seven foot, so he had to duck to go in the tunnel anyway. But they were waving a flag to where he couldn't try to mess with him. And they had many a times that we had talked to them. But because Mommy and Daddy were season ticket holders and they didn't want to lose that money, it was a slap on the wrist. Well, they had been messing with these players. That's why the sports organizations and the flaws to the sports organizations NHL, NFL, NBA, they have now started banning these season holder tickets because, as I said before, this is the one that started all of that protecting the players with, with these fans getting out of hand with their comments, their gestures, and things of that nature. Yeah. Like I said, if when Ron laid on that, that uh, table, was it an insult? Yes, it was. Yeah, at the same time, it was at the same time, though, Throwing something on that man, that is a man. At the end of the day, that is a man. Throwing something on that man. I agree. I agree. And they... Second second, 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 and people don't understand back then, we, we, we don't know what we do now. So, yeah, him laying on that thing and throwing on us, it's unprecedented. It's unprecedented. Let me ask you a question, question real quick. Do you think that the, uh, the suspensions were justified? Yes, to certain people, for one. It doesn't matter. And, Dave, you know, being my brother, I love you to death. And you know we gonna go at it, but it's that 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 professional. You 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 gotta suck it up. You've been a coach. You've been in heated situations. I have too. You can't cross that line, Ron. You you gotta okay. He threw the cup. Okay, let my security and let Indiana let's deal with it. You running into the stands. You put not only yourself, your future, your family in harm's way, because that could have turned ugly. What if you go run up there, you get twisted the wrong way, and five of the five fans jump on you? People don't know that he ran up where Ben Wallace, brother six, who sit behind the bench, and he had Ben's son Bryce in his hand. Bryce was young. So that's why Ben was trying to go back in the stands because he went running towards there. And that's why there was more players going that way. Sheed is trying to get Ben to come back. Rick Mahorn is over there. We're all running over there. But I got Chuck Person running by me with Reggie holding Ron. But now I got Jermaine about to hit this guy. Do I think the suspensions were? Yeah. Jermaine shouldn't have been as much. But, Ron, for you being stupid and running into the stands, yes, you got what you deserve. Steven Jackson, you want to be a thug? I'm going to teach you to be a thug. Forget, excuse my language, forget all that stupid stuff like he said on the documentary. That let my brother know I'm down for him. I'm doing whatever. I'll do this and do that. You just set us back 400 years by sounding stupid. I agree. I agree. So, so. There's nothing wrong with running in there. Dave is my Dave is my brother, so if anything was to happen, I'm running in with him. He know that. He's doing the same thing for me. But in the meantime, he'll tell you, there's many times where I've grabbed him and said, hey, dog, I'm going to need you to think about where you at. He's done it to me. Hey, you, you're a coach now. You're professional. Act like it. Don't let that rough get to you. Don't let that player get to you. Don't let what they're saying get to you. Guess what? At the end of the day, look at the clock. 
triple zeros, then you walk out. Yeah, you live to fight another day. Quince, I, I, I agree with that, but I'm 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 right with Dave on this too, man. It sounds good and all that until you get smacked in the face with a, a big old uh big twenty. I mean, yeah, I understand yeah. the. Hey, <laughs> and like I said, I've done it. I've gotten worse. I'll be honest with you. I. We had a fight at DTE. I got kicked in the face by a dude who thought I was a damn football and he was a mess and he was a kicker. I can't react that way. I'm still in a hey, professional aspect. Hey, I want to say thanks, man, calling in and uh, showing the love and the support, brother, man, man. Make sure you spread the word. Sports Talk Team on every Tuesday night, Saturday. Uh, what we started doing on Hey, man, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired. I'm working all day. We, I got y'all, man. Y'all have a good one. Every Tuesday night, then we start on Saturday, 11 o'clock on uh, Saturday. We're going to spread the word. Tune in. We're going to start doing Facebook Live in the studio. Oh. Hey, so listen. I'm a, so I'm always support Pontiac even down here in Houston. Oh man. Hey man, we appreciate you, man. We was just we was just we was just in Dallas uh a couple months ago, man. So you never uh you never know, man. We might be able to uh, get on the plane to come to H Town stay down there and link up with you one weekend. We're not right. be there to see you. Everything you <laughs> do. All right, all right, all right, all right. That was quick. Thank you for calling in all the way from H-Town State Island. Hey, listen, man, I want to ask Sports Talk D-Boy this question. Was the police right or wrong, for, in your opinion, for not knowing who Reggie Miller was from the doc's perspective? Talking to me? D-Boy. You already know what I'm going to say about that. Um, I figured no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it, it kind of depends. <laughs> but they said, who don't know who Reggie Miller is? Thank you. Thank you. Unless you're only 10 years old, Thank you. bro. Come on now. And on top of that, Reggie Miller almost seven feet tall. Even if he, even if he's not a real basketball player, you want that should be one of the first things on your mind. He got to be an athlete or something at one point in time in his life. And it's Reggie Miller, and he, this dude looks distinctive himself. You know, only person looks like him is the sister. So how you not know who Reggie Miller is, bro? I mean, but the thing about well, if you're a police officer, so that means they don't watch basketball. Nah, it means they have on their job. Exactly. It's not because, a job. because you got it. Who you securing? If you get a spot, listen, who, who, every, you, who you protecting? Listen, stop. Everybody knows if you do anything in sports, your security, your police, they are made aware of who is who when it comes to exactly. athletes, players, coaches, administration, whatever the case may be. Exactly. They are briefed on who these people are. Every law enforcement person that goes out on the street, they have a meeting before they take over shit. And in these meetings, they are briefed on their assignments. So when you get a special assignment that's going assigned to the palace of the game, you know who everybody is, the major player. Okay, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this, like 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 Deep Boy used to say, I would be devil's advocate right now. <laughs> Let's just say, for the sake of the conversation, this particular police officer, which was a DPD, if we go based upon a, a based upon a doc, not an APD, it was a DPD, Detroit Police Department, and he ran up was getting ready to pepper spray Reggie. Now hear me out. Just hear my theory. Just hear my theory. A person that's not in uniform now, he's in a suit. So you can easily be misconstrued by a non-basketball fan to be a, 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 a crazy fan, <laughs> a crazy fan, or a coach. He's 6'8". Yeah, but the thing I'm saying is, no, I, I mean, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, no, we hope you I, I'm joking, but the whole thing Who Reggie Miller was, okay. especially when he wasn't in uniform. He was in a suit. Okay, 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 okay. okay. So, 
Yeah, I'm saying on everything, and I really fuck with that. Um, but when it comes to the, uh, does everybody know who Reggie Miller is? I, the only thing I can think of is, shit, New Yorkers didn't even know who Patrick Ewing is when, when he was in the building. In the, in the, in the, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So uh, that was my perspective hey, on that. So, you know what I mean? So. So, so that was that was just my, you know, I just had to call in on that. But y'all boys doing y'all thing, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Keep that shit up, man. I appreciate all, you know what I'm saying, everything y'all got going on, man. Shout out to uh, Sis Some, you know what I'm saying, DT, D-Boy, Dave, everybody in the building. I just want to shout out and show some love. Yo, yo, Chris, uh, not, uh, just shout out to the uh, DJ, man. Much love, much love. Man, respect that man. Hey, spread the word. Tuesday, 12 o'clock. Saturday, 11 o'clock. Sports talk team. We on here. We doing our thing. We talking, man. We talking. Hey, for sure, man. Facebook live streams when we in the studio, 67 and Pontiac Mexican. Shout out. Hey, come on, call me. You know the number. If you don't, you get it. Right. Right, for sure, man. Y'all boys doing y'all thing. All right, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, man. <laughs> hey, listen, man, we finna wrap up the show, man, so I'm gonna let all these boys get his shout-outs, man. Y'all know how we go. Uh, Sports Talk D-Boy. Yo, 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 get, like to give a shout-out to my, uh, most definitely to the last call I called in, DJ Ant, Mr. Tip the DJ. Give a shout-out to DJ Spitz something. Give a shout-out to IFM Radio. Most definitely got to give a shout-out to our fans. Most definitely got to tell everybody, always drink your water and take your vitamins, take care of yourself, take care of your health and your family, too. And give a shout-out to Studio 627. Shout-out to 67, Studio 67, Pontiac Biscuit, No Perry. Hey, we got hey, we got DJ Diamond back on the line. What's going on, DJ Diamond? <laughs> I'm here. DJ Diamond. What's going on? You live with the Sports Talk team. Hey, y'all. I love this show. I'm going to be listening to it next week. So, yeah, I need to listen to it. Oh, bet, man. We appreciate the love. Where you calling in from? I'm calling in from... Hey, 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 man, just, hey, hey, man, we appreciate the support, DJ Diamond, man. Keep rocking with us every Tuesday night, man. But Sports Talk Day, give me your, uh, your shout-out. First of all, I always want to uh, shout-out the city of Pontiac, Studio 67 for hosting the Sports Talk team. I want to give a shout-out to IFM Radio. I want to give a shout-out to our producer. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep us in the line, whatever the case be. I want to give a shout-out to my teammates. Sports Talk D-Boy and always Sports Talk DT for putting me on a platform to be able to talk sports with some educated individuals. I want to shout out all the callers that called in tonight, especially my brother Quincy. Thank you for the love and support. Remember, we are on Tuesday night starting at 8 o'clock, ISM Radio. You know the number. Call in, and we're adding a show on Saturdays, yo. So it's coming It's coming full circle. Plus, we got a lot of community events coming for the city of Pontiac, state of Michigan. We even reaching out to the state of Ohio now, so we doing some big things. Two twenty one and two twenty two is going to be the year. So look out for support to keep continue to support the Sports Talk team. Again, I want to shout out IFM Radio, my sports brothers, Sports Talk D Boy, Sports Talk DT. Thank y'all for uh, you know letting me be able to talk to y'all with some sports and intellect. And uh, tune in next week because we probably going to keep on talking about this Madison in the Palace, baby. Man, I definitely got to give a shout-out to my kids, Destiny and Jemiah. Thank you always so much for supporting your dad. Daddy, love you. Uh, now go to bed. You uh, <laughs> definitely got to give a shout-out to um, Studio 6-7. Man, they've been – I mean, I don't know what's been going on with my teammates. They didn't call this place. 617 Studio – Studio 6-7, the whole we studio. Right we in the studio. Yeah, yeah man. Listen, man. Hey, Diamond, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, man, you definitely got to give a shout-out. Definitely got to give a shout-out to America's favorite cousin, DJ. Some. Hey, uh, and again, Studio 6-7 and the whole team, man. It's a movie, man. We up. Y'all have a good
what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, man? It's America's favorite cousin to the DJ Spit Song. And on Tuesday, I'm locked in with Sports Talk DT, live on IFM Sports Radio. It's with Turner. Yeah, I kind of put the cup down for a minute, but um, but honestly, it ain't nobody's business. Was in my cup, was in your cup, was in their cup. It's your cup. Drink it. So whatever the hell was in my cup, the only reaction I did was got more popular, more successful, did a lot more things that I've ever done. I probably should pick that cup back up. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at Keisha like, do you love me? Do you love me not? Damn, you hit the spot. Taste like candy, sweet like fruit, ooh, wet like water, can I love on you? Withdrawals, I'm feeling different, every day I need a dose, every now and then I'm missing, I got my times when I go ghost, but she mine, I'm stamping her, priority status, so them other bitches mad at her, too mad at her, thumbing through a hundred thousand, I spent that times too on you, caught myself, couldn't you lose, then I pop back up like pickaboo, here I go, flyer than most, Louis V. Coke. Gas station, coffee cup, full on dry boat. No money came by happiness, but she found love inside of G. Heading something to eat, that's all a thug nigga need. No lie, you get me higher than the prices of my weed. I'm displaying my feelings like I'm wearing them on my sleeve. One minute I'm done with you, the next one I be running back. Go your way, I go my way, but somehow we be still attached. Trying to find my answers with this cup, but ain't no truth in that. They be like I'm done for fucking with you, I spend stupid racks. I'm sitting here knowing I don't need you, pouring O's in the lid. Sipping, chasing with my reef. Can't get my mind on Waikisha. Watch me put my heart in this cup. In my feelings, she my therapist, I'ma talk to this cup. I smile. Ring around the road, Z, cup full of OZ. I hope I don't OD, she keeps saying pull me. Turn me to that purple demon emoji. Devil fuck me like you miss me, it's been a whole week. This ain't no playground, love, we grown. I'm too fucked up, I pay 400 for a zone. My bitch don't like you, you been fucking up my home. Relapsing every time I try to leave you alone. Every nigga in the streets looking for her, but she rare. Dark skin, purple hair, stingy with a heart to share. I can't, never needed nobody, but it feels good to have somebody. somebody. Drop you and pick you up whenever I feel like it. This shit toxic. Let me know if you feel me. I gotta stop it, I must stop it One minute I'm done with you, the next one I be running back Go your way, I go my way, but somehow we be still Trying to find my answers with this cup, but ain't no truth in it They be like I'm done for fucking with you, I spend stupid racks I'm sitting here knowing I don't need you, pouring O's in the lid Sipping, chasing with my reef, can't get my mind on Waikisha Watch me put my heart in this cup, in my feelings, she my therapist I'ma talk to this cup, I swear love on your loved ones. Y'all have a good night. Everybody already know who it is. ZMR Ashley with DJ Spitz. We'll see you later.